Welcome. Today on the Film Sessions podcast, we are excited to have Ryan Kamok. All right, so Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. So I started filmmaking around 2017 or so when I did a Lego stop motion animation for a middle school reflections contest. And it somehow went all the way to states where we placed third place. And it's about it's about a World War One battle about Passchendaele, I believe. And somehow made it that way. And then two years later, I was working on my Eagle Scout project, which is called The Quiet Crisis, which is why I submitted to this film festival for the student impact one. And the documentary itself, it, the original plan was to have a narrative short film, like two teenagers like trying to solve depression differently, like, not solve it, but like try to address it, try to cope with it differently. And during this time in 2020, I was I joined Steeltown Entertainment's Film Academy project here in Pittsburgh. And after I completed a program in that fall, I was awarded an internship to work there and eventually awarded a paid or paid part-time position in that January 2021 where I started to work on my project more and more, but unfortunately as the deadline neared, because you have to get your Eagle Scout for your 18th birthday. Mine was September 22nd of 20, 2021, so I had to get it done. I had to divert it to become a documentary instead of a narrative that I wanted. So just enough time, I completed it just like um, two months, or three months before my birthday, my 18th birthday. And I had my project approved and I was thankfully awarded the rank of Eagle on August 15th, 2021, just a month before my 18th birthday. And so that's the film I submitted to this festival, The Quiet Crisis Documentary, which is about teenage depression and how people can learn to understand whether it's teenagers or their parents. And yeah, The Quiet Crisis narrative that actually continued to work on a steel town, which they merged with WQED in fall of 2021. And I finally had it completed in roughly July of 2022 this year. And it was just recently uploaded to YouTube on our channel just a few days ago. So, and then as of right now, I'm still thinking of a movie script right now. It's filmmaking is more of a hobby than a career field because I don't like waiting like, I don't I don't like waiting like three years to make a movie. It's like mm -hmm. too much of a hassle. So I like doing things my way. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, filmmaking is definitely, um, it, it could be uh, a full-time job, but it is difficult to, to get movies always um, going. So definitely, I, I agree. Uh, it's wonderful to have it as a hobby as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and what inspired you to first get started in filmmaking? What inspired me to first get started in filmmaking? All right. So I believe, I think as a kid, I wanted to be a filmmaker because I was inspired by like George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. I wanted to be filmmakers or directors like they were. Mm -hmm. I love Star Wars. I really love Jurassic Park and all that stuff. Jurassic Park, not as much, but I still overall adore like Steven Spielberg. But because frankly enough, he was also in the Eagle Scout too. And he actually helped create it, I believe, the photography merit batch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted to do a filmmaker do a film project and so because he loved it so you actually created one of mayor badges so yeah so but it's also because i have an ability to document everything 
even now I still feel myself like documenting stuff that is my life or like what I think about just on the camera, just to myself really, but because I, I like documenting everything because it's, it's one of my hobbies because I like exploring the world and I still believe in it. I still believe in the desire for people to learn more about their stories. Hence why I did the documentary and I probably will be do a few more in the future because I believe everyone's story deserves to be told. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and I agree as well, you know, everyone has a unique story that they can tell and that um, through filmmaking, they can really express themselves and, and to share their story with others uh, in the world through that medium of film. Um, since it's very unique, you know, filmmaking, uh, it's an excellent way to express yourself um, in addition to many of the other art forms. Um, but, but yeah, filmmaking is very, very unique in that way. Uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit more about uh, your continuation of your journey in, in filmmaking. Uh, have you continued to pursue your, your hobby in film? Mm. All right, so when I finished The Quiet Crisis narrative, like there's two different ones with the same name. So when I finished the narrative film back in July of 2022, I decided like maybe I didn't want to do a film like that again because it took for years. And, it's a hassle again. Everyone's like, oh, you have to do a script and all that. Like, Sealtown, the people of Sealtown, which now WQED, excellent help. I'm, I'm totally grateful for them for making my dream of making my own film a reality. But it's just that uh, it's, yeah. well, what I mean to say is that uh, I do plan on doing filmmaking more as a hobby. I mean, I have a YouTube channel and all that. But as of right now, this is a few weeks ago, I started working on a script. Like I said earlier, it's for a movie I think called Reminiscence. Mm -hmm. And it's about a young man who is transitioning, whether it's from high school or college or not. Either way, he's transitioning from a chapter in his life. And you think he's having a normal life and all that on the outside, but you start to realize that sometimes he's like a bit haunted by his past and all that. Not that he's like traumatized or anything, but something like everyone goes through, like you lose like your girlfriends or boyfriends, you lose your friends, your sense of self, your community. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's natural when you transition. And so he's trying to go back in time. Well, not go back in time, but he goes back to the places where his memories were from, or his best memories he made. And he takes out a journal and he takes them back in time, like flashbacks of what happened. And, and at the end, I'm still thinking of a decision make. Like, not everything is so black and white. For example, I think someone from his past comes back to like reconcile with him. But I'm trying to make the decision as great as possible where that you don't always have to like completely move on from the past. Sometimes you you especially have to. Yeah. But that's not always the case. Yeah, yeah, agreed and interesting. Um, and, and with your film, A Quiet Crisis, particularly, uh, tell us a little bit more about it. Uh, what is the film about for the audiences listening? So The Quiet Crisis documentary is about is me going around and interviewing two two, medic, two professionals at my high school. Like one was a guidance counselor who's actually my personal guidance counselor, Mrs. Flesco, and one was a social worker, uh, Mrs. Jorgensen, who interviewed in the film because, of course, you need, of course, in the documentary, you need professionals who know what they're talking about, who have expertise in that field. Because it's not enough to like just me just take up a camera and just look up on facts and like, oh, this, this, and that. You need reliable information from people who understand this. Now, through this film itself, like I said, it's about 
assessing the aspects of teenage depression. Like we're going through the solutions, the causes, the symptoms, the signs. And during this film, I tried to get some teenagers on as well to talk about their experience. And unfortunately, none of them were really interested, either that or I can assume that they weren't, there's still stigma. But either way, I had to improvise and overcome it because you saw me in a film that I had to interview myself because no one else is going to do it. I mean, Dougie was a teenager at the time, you know, like 19 right now, but mm. I interviewed myself because no one else is going to do it. So I might as well do it myself. And I had to open up a little bit of my struggles, even so much, but that's bad things you and is that you can help the others Maybe people are better than you or worse than you, but it doesn't matter. You should only really compare yourself to who you were yesterday and to who today. So, yeah, I had, I had two professional interviews with Mrs. Jorgensen and Mrs. Plesko, and uh, I did a personal interview for me, and then we had a, a little conclusion about it. I do like the way the film went about, but probably a little too long, if I'm being honest. But I might make... I might make something similar to that in the future, but much shorter and much more like a little more immersive, a bit mm -hmm. entertaining, so it'll keep audience drawn in because it's hard for people to watch documentaries that are 45 minutes long, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and walk us through the process of making that film. Uh, were, were there certain resources that you found very useful in making uh, the Quiet Crisis documentary? Yeah, so in fact, at my high school, I have this great help, Mr. Barad. He is my TV production teacher. Uh, mm -hmm. He helped me a lot with equipment and all that. For unfortunately, another mishap, the SD, SD card, whatever, corrupted or something. And mm -hmm. I'm use the footage we use when you film like Mrs. Jorgens and Mrs. Plesko in person. So we had to unfortunately do a Zoom call or a Google Meet call because we could not get the footage back so I was like oh no so we decided to do film it online here on like laptop and all that because we had no other choice but it still worked out in the end though, I must say it did take a lot of editing I gotta say I I went to some resource that I think it's called pexels.com they have lots of free background mm -hmm. b-roll footage that I could use and this microphone that I think I no, I didn't use a microphone I think I used a headset to help me with it record my lines and even though steel town didn't really make this they still provided me the expertise so i can make a film so i'm turning grateful for steel town for providing the for providing me with the resources to make this film like letters on my, i didn't do it on my own but it's thanks to their help that i made this documentary too yeah yeah it's wonderful that you're able to use uh, all those resources in the, in the culmination and the creation of the final product of the film yeah um, and without spoiling too much, uh, what is the message of the Quiet Crisis documentary to the audience? The message of the Quiet Crisis is that there's a lot more to go on in someone's brain than you think there is, especially in teenagers and all that. Like, like when you're young and all that, you think like you, you are like, you're not too messed up, right? That's not always the case, whether it's young men or young women we still have some issues and we can go about it. But yeah, the overall message is that we need to learn more about each other because at least we need to help each other. We need to be more kind to each other. And that's unfortunate to see lacking in today's day and age. Mm -hmm. So we need to be more understanding of each other and that a lot of people are going through, everyone's going through something, whether it's big or small. 
And the least we can do is just be, give a little kindness back. Yeah, yeah, I agree, especially nowadays um, when there's just so many people struggling with that. Uh, it's very important to have films like the ones that you made uh, and, and other resources available to help people who, who are in need of help uh, with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for those interested in, in watching your film, uh, where can we find it? You said it's on uh, YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's called The Quiet Christ Documentary. Mm -hmm. And it's on my YouTube channel called uh, Dynamic Studios. There's mm -hmm. no space in it, and the the D in Dynamics capitalized, and the S in Studios is capitalized. So, I could just send it in the chat if that yeah. helps. Yeah, um, and also for the audiences listening, uh, where can we find you on social media? Do you have a website, or do you have um, some accounts uh, on social media that we can find you at? Yeah, I do have one on Instagram. It's just my last name, first name, with a period in between. And here it is for my Instagram. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, wonderful. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And, um, yeah, so on Instagram and other social medias, uh, just uh, ryan.kmonk, right? Yeah, just kmonk.ryan, just last name. Oh, uh, awesome, okay. That's all right. <laughs> Ryan. okay. All right, perfect, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and just wrapping up here, uh, what's one piece of advice that you have for aspiring student filmmakers? One piece of advice I would give for aspiring student filmmakers is to persevere. Mm -hmm. Especially my Eagle Scout project, it took me two years to get this documentary done. Of course, the pandemic didn't help, and I have to admit, mm -hmm. some of it was my fault because I didn't see it all to end up procrastinating a little bit of getting this project done. We all have our faults and limitations, but we should aspire to overcome it. <laughs> and even then, three years later, after my initial plan for a Cry Crisis narrative film about teenage depression, it finally was uploaded just a few days ago, so it's finally a relief of three years of hard work was finally done. So it does work, but you must put the hard work in it, and you must be patient about it. Yeah, yeah, wonderful advice. Uh, definitely films, you know, they, they do take some time, uh, but it's it's definitely worth it in the end to see the final product, which is so impactful for um, the audiences watching it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Ryan, for being with us here today on the Film Sessions podcast. Uh, it was exciting having you and it was wonderful to hear about your filmmaking story uh, and your journey. All right. Thank you for having me. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan would also like to thank his teacher from his high school, Mr. Fischel from Plum Senior High School, in addition to his family members who are Amanda, his mother, Mark, his father, Mackenzie, his sister, as well as his sister's friend, Madison Wells, in addition to everyone he's thanked previously.